looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want, and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And here's a headline that just was just published, or yesterday, last night. <laughs> Exclusive. Olivia Munn cancels today interview to avoid questions on scandals. Scandals, p- plural. Olivia what? Munn cancels today interview to avoid questions on scandals. What? Wait, what's the source in that? Can you like actually open <laughs> it's page, it, please? It's page six. And so I believe it. It's just the rudest story. Olivia Munn pulled out of an interview with the Today Show at the last minute because she didn't want to face awkward questions about any number of scandals. Page Six has learned. So it's the it's the dog walking app, WAG, which they say has been responsible for a number of missing and dead dogs. This is the rudest story. <laughs> so wait, I was going to say, can I name her scandals first? Yeah, okay, so, WAG. Okay, what's the other one? WAG, where like she's not responsible for dead dogs, but they'll be like, you are a like co- you were like investing in this company that like kills dogs and she'd have to respond to it <laughs> number two is the go fuck girl the fuck yourself girls yep 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 number four uh, are people still talking about japanese potatoes no is that even listed in there it's barely a scandal it's her what is it it's her referencing a scandal what did she say let me just read this it's she's it's like her, bush did 9 11 it's her, it's her <laughs> like what is it <laughs> what is it they're like, Olivia, Olivia, what can you tell us about the the dead dogs? And she's like, I don't know, but I don't think people went to the moon. <laughs> yeah, like she's trying to change their <laughs> um, no, changing the conversation, uh, Olivia. <laughs> it's her women's health interview that was completely wackadoo. Oh, that's it the says, most recent she, one. She mentioned that she suffered, quote, an all over body rash. We after didn't talk about misconduct. this, right? Yeah. She had a wacky Women's Day interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She didn't say she was an anti-vaxxer in that interview, but that interview had extremely big anti-vax energy. She 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 had big B-A-V-E. I bet there's like specific questions you ask someone they could answer that would like basically tell you that they're an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> but the yeah. thing is about her is like she cannot avoid these things somehow. Yeah. And I wonder where this page six report came from. Like, did it come from, like, the booker at Today Show who, like, tried to book her and they said no? I, mean, or... I always say I trust Page Six. I assume it, this came from a primary, like, someone at Today. Someone who works yeah. at Today who was yeah. like, we had Olivia Munn booked, but, like, she unbooked herself because, like, she didn't want to talk about, like, dead dogs. She didn't want to face – I mean, this is this is explicit in its, in its explanation for her not being there. She did not want to face awkward questions about a number of – any number of scandals. It's, it's wild that she was like, oh, Today Show's not going to, like, softball me. They're going to give me the real like i'm gonna have to answer for my issues jenna bush hager is not gonna hold anything back <laughs> i love that she is like the reader now she's like i'm the reader like her new Wait. thing now that kathy's gone jenna has to like find oh, a she niche. loves and she her loves niche is read. books they reveal their book club pick and it's the linda holmes novel um evie drake yeah. starts over and i was watching mm-hmm. the video of them introducing it and it was like and, and before we reveal our summer book club pick like we're gonna have our resident reader jenna bush hager do the do the honors and i was like our resident, resident reader, reader? 
What? She's the one woman who can read on staff. What are you talking about? All right. It's July 1st. Jenna Bush Hager here, our resident reader. Since it is this first day of July, that means hashtag read with Jenna Book Club pick. <laughs> anyway, Olivia Munn canceled her Today Show appearance due to any number of scandals. That's amazing that she has more than one. You know who also definitely can't read who? or has issues? Chris Angel, who I saw last oh, night on that? Broadway. Oh, my God. It was such an experience. I forgot I to ask you about this. It was. I went for my friend Gab's birthday who oh, hi, Gab. wanted to go, who has interests that are so inexplicable sometimes that she'll be like, I want to do this just, for my birthday. I just spilled coffee all over my pants. It's because I'm right. Like Interests my friend Gab is literally a doctor and she'll be like, for my free time, of which I have not a lot, I would like to go see Chris Angel Mind Freak on Broadway. So we go to Chris Angel Mind Freak mm -hmm. on Broadway. And the reason why Chris Angel is on Broadway is because he's there for like five days and it's always oh, been his dream to be trend, on Broadway. Like it's wild. So he is from Long Island. He's like Greek and from Long Island. Oh, and his know. dream is like Broadway. So in the audience is like his mom, his son, his sister, mm -hmm. his brother. Like, it's wild and but what's crazy is like the audience is I would say three mm, three quarters maybe um six eighths full I would say is more accurate six eighths full so there's like a lot of empty seats up in the balcony and you can tell that like Chris six Angel eighths. six eighths is three quarters by the way no it's not yes it, it is. is oh my god you're right <laughs> But six eighths feels more accurate than three quarters. Three quarters yeah, felt mean. Yeah, it like mean. suggests a certain density. Yeah, I guess I understand what you're saying. Because I almost said seven eighths, and then I was like, mm, it was like a little bit less than seven eighths. <laughs> a little bit less than seven eighths is three quarters. Wow, who's the mind freak now? It's me. I can't do math. <laughs> okay, so you're at the so six eighths at, full so Chris Angel. What's, what? what's funny is that like magic, Chris... Right? Chris Angel can definitely sell out Vegas. He has for many years. Like, that is his place. Like, this show is made for a Vegas audience and a Vegas stage, right? On Broadway, it's so weird, right? Because it's it just doesn't fit. It's much more intimate. And he keeps saying, I'm so happy to be on Broadway. Like, it's my dream to be on Broadway. And I'm thinking, like, does he mean to do his show or does he mean to be in, like, Cats? Because it almost feels like he'd rather be in Cats. Mm -hmm. So he his show is... I mean, Chris Angel Mind Freak is like, he's famous for having like camera trick magic, you yeah. know, like he, he does these like kind of almost sometimes gross out wild stunts, but he's known for like the camera angles kind of being hiding the secrets to his tricks. So okay. a live show for him is very strange because he's doing like things that he doesn't do on a show will are like, he does, he has like a card thing. He does like something with coins. He does, it's very weird. Like he does, this is a trick that a lot of, uh, magicians do but he he swallows razors then swallows um a thread and then pulls out the razors on the thread but chris angel because he's a freak he takes like an end endoscopy sorry I'm, i know i'm pronouncing wrong endoscopy like he, yeah he takes a camera and puts it down his throat so you can see the razors in his throat because there's a lot of like screens but also like you can tell that that's like pre-recorded like it's not real <laughs> There's so wait, also... what was the what was did he do any sort of mind freaky stuff that made you go like, damn, that's freaky? Like, was what was the most impressive trick that he did? Because you're like seeing through all the bullshit. But what did he, he do? That did, actually... He did two tricks that I thought were impressive. One, okay. because it was definitely a quick technology switch. And one, because it was genuinely him getting out of some kind of straitjacket. Mm -hmm. He goes into a straitjacket and then he locks himself in a box. And then the lady stands on the box and they switch places immediately. That's oh, like a okay. tough one. But like that the only reason why and that has a trick like there's obviously a trap door and did it and there but the what's amazing about that one is it's really fast mm -hmm. and he is totally like mm -hmm. locked up in the straitjacket and he had just told this insane story about how do you remember when he, they hung him in two straitjackets in Times Square with a noose around his neck how like with a brick at the end yeah. so when he so getting out of that straitjacket he pulled his rotator cuff like out of his body oh. and had to get like major surgery and he showed footage from the surgery so i look at gab and she's like grinning because they're showing surgery <laughs> there was also a video interstitial in which uh jonathan what's his face from corn and him are like oh. doing a video together and he's holding a gun to jonathan jonathan corn's head oh that was so God. strange and then the other trick that i thought was impressive but ended up but is such a bullshit trick is that like he does this full intro video about how like 
you know like money like no money serial numbers are the same or whatever and like you, you it's so rare that you come across like the same piece of money again in your life and then he like has a woman in the audience like read off like a serial number on her dollar and then he spray paints the number onto like a big board and then he shows a clip of his own house in vegas and he's like hey um i'm at my house in vegas like do i do you want to take the lambo or the rolls royce and then the lady like chooses like i want to buy the lambo like with her 20 dollars, and then he's like in the video he like opens he's like oh you chose like the you chose the lambo and the like the 20 dollars. then he like pulls out a 20 dollar bill from like his stack of money and it has the same serial number yeah, which they added which yeah. they totally like they did added in really post quickly and after quickly behind yeah. stage yeah, yeah like it was just so it was like in the moment you're like whoa but then i was just like they totally just like video edited that behind stage which is like the funniest oh. simple answer like his magic is so funny because it has the easiest answers and then he does that thing where he floats you know but it's just like him on a wire but is he, but he, was he loves in the corner? to float no, he does that they thing where he walks the down corner. the side of a ladder. Have you seen that? No, and I'm not Googling this. Um, <laughs> so, isn't Gary Oldman really good friends with him? That's so yeah, strange. That's, yeah. Oh, the other thing was he had these ladies come on stage with their purses. And then he like asked, he was like trying to make their greatest fears appear. And he asked one lady what her greatest fear was. And she said money. And it was so, and everyone was like, oh, Chris. Ah! <laughs> First call. Hi. So, I know some of the stuff in the Dominican Republic is a little iffy, but I will say that the numbers aren't that high. You would have no idea how many people come to um, theme parks like Disney or, you know, the Orlando area and are gravely ill or suddenly become diagnosed with something that is potentially lethal if not caught. So, yeah, a lot of people do go on vacation and die. Um, I just am saying this to someone who works in a hospital that is near the theme parks, tourist areas. A lot of people come into the hospital with really rare stuff and weird stuff. And also people just know that they're sick and don't think that they're going to live long and then go travel. I know that's dark, um, but it is actually pretty common enough for people to go on vacation and die. And for 11 people out of how many people visit the Dominican Republic, um, that's kind of on par. Just wanted to call and let you know. Bye. I love that call because like all of American press is like, don't go to Dominican Republic, you'll, you'll die. And then someone's like, literally go to Orlando and you'll be dead in 24 hours. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> well. <laughs> Go on vacation and die. This is a that's happy a, Independence Day. I know. Have fun over July Fourth weekend. Um, let's, what's next? Let's keep on moving. Let's keep on moving. Okay. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby, long time, long time. So, was just listening to this week's episode and started laughing when Lindsay said that Tara Marie had a recording contract in the '80s and '90s. Um, that was actually probably Tina Marie. Tia Marie wasn't born until 1987, um, so she was not signed to Jay-Z's Rockefeller Records in the 80s and 90s. She was signed, however, in 2003, didn't really pop until 2010, and then is now making a brief resurgence on Love & Hip Hop Hollywood with the latest headline about her being that one of her butt implants popped on uh, during filming. So, yes, that is... Oh, and uh, Tina Marie is actually deceased. So one's butt popped and one died. Um, happy Pride, my gay boys and girls. Crunch, crunch. Thank you. <laughs> what do you say to that? I, first of all, I didn't even notice that you said that. Second of all, after this call, I went to Tina Marie's she's Wikipedia. Dead. Well, I know she's dead, but it's so fucking bleak. Literally a thing that I'm scared of oh. all the time happened, happened to, to Tina. her and it ruined her life. What, did like a crane fall in her head or something? You were close. In 2004, worse, 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 worse. In 2004, while Tina Marie was sleeping in a hotel room, a large picture frame no. fell off the wall no. and hit her on the no. head. She got a serious concussion. No. It caused seizures for the rest of her life. And those seizures are apparently what ultimately killed her. Oh my God, that's so bleak. We gotta go. We don't we have go. anything over our bed and a lot, like I'm in no rush. Because I'm scared of putting stuff over the bed. You don't put. St you never put stuff over the bed. Not the way I hang things. Our last apartment, we had a 
framed photo over the bed and I was like always a little scared no. of it. But it was like an Ikea frame. Like, you know, like if it fell, it probably wouldn't have hurt. But like we want to put this thing over but that's like a big framed thing. No. And it's like, oh, that kind of freaks me out. Don't do it. Don't anyway, do it. Poor Tina Marie. That's sad. That's so scary. We need a happy. Can we get a happy call, please? This is a happy call. Hi, this is Will in Texas, and this is an unconditional call, but I would just like to give a shout-out, and uh, you're doing amazing, sweetie, but, like, for real, to the Hooligans in the Bachelor Facebook group. We've been running a fundraiser uh, to sponsor a nonprofit organization that one of the Bachelor contestants this year works with, and we raised $350, which will fund like four or five uh, school trip excursions for some underprivileged kids in New York to go to a nice restaurant and have a physical activity. So anyway, I just want to say I'm proud of our bachelor who doing good work. We have to atone for the uh, trash that we consume by watching this show, but I'm proud of everybody. Bree, Larson, and Grease. Congratulations, sweeties. That's good. I'm glad that you're like... It's nice to come together over like some trash, but like actually make trash. it make it nice. Yeah. And then the last comment call is going to be this one. Hold on to your butts. Hello, this is Lena Dunham calling you from Wales. I've been living in Wales for two, roughly two months, and um, I'm obsessed with listening to Who Weekly because I'm completely surrounded by Welsh people. And you guys have been my only tie to American life. So I am shooting a TV show. And then at night when I get home really tired, I listen to back episodes of Who Weekly. And I got really excited when I started listening to Who Them, which, by the way, is not inferior to your regular episodes. But I was like, maybe I can call in. I'm not expecting to get on the show. But I do want to tell you that you guys should really consider coming and doing it all UK episode, especially considering that Love Island has taken over the entire national consciousness. And it's just so who, because overnight, these incredible who's like a fireman from Surrey become these total them. And watching the who them transition and then watching them get kicked off the show and then transition back into who's, it's just so you. Um, I wanted to thank you guys for keeping me company and, um, making life so great, and also just suggest some Love Island action on Who Weekly. Um, crunch Crunch, uh, Good Form Bella Thorne, um, Scar Joe Yummy Pop, bye. And there you have it, Lena Dunham saying Crunch Crunch, <laughs> Scar Joe Yummy Pop. Scar Joe Yummy Pop. <laughs> That's wild. What can you say about Lena Dunham calling the hotline? <laughs> I don't think I can say much. Um, Lindsay, tell us about Love Island. Well, I was going to say, I'm so happy that Lena, even though she's in the UK for work, is getting to enjoy the Love Island just experience because it's on during the summer. It's on every single day there and everybody's watching it. So it's like the most insane cultural thing. And I don't necessarily... I don't have any plans to go to England, but if I made any, I would want to go during Love Island season to experience like what she's talking about because I am watching Love Island somewhat live. Like I don't watch it as they're airing because I can't because I have to wait till like they get uploaded by like some kind Englishman or woman. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. I go find it on various places, which you can totally find yourself if you do a quick Google. I will not tell you where. Um and it's just honestly astounding. It is an incredible show. Like it she's right. Like it creates these like mega stars from no ones, nobodies, immediately. And then they're just like plopped off the face of the earth and when they're done on Love Island and like are kind of famous. And then it's like they have to quickly, quickly, quickly figure out what they're gonna do to like stay relevant or just decide to be like it completely irrelevant. But the Daily Mail right. covers this like it is Sports Illustrated covering the World Cup, which is, I don't even, I just made that up, but like what I assume. Isn't it that big? It's huge. Thank you for listening, Lena. I love that you're so knowledgeable about the sign-offs. That's so great. Yeah, we have Um, to have you on the show. I feel like you have a lot of interesting experiences that our audience would love to hear. And I think that it'd be fun to talk to you about the nature of fame. From your experience, right? You know our number. You know our number. Uh, 
I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> what when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get, and that's the one I got, and that's the one that I love, and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it, and now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. So we got so many calls about this, as we usually get about like the big topics of the week. I downloaded a lot of them. I'm going to play my two favorites. This is number one. Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, Scooter Braun, Scooter Braun's wife, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian West. Hyaluronic acid, my gay boys. <laughs> Me and Grace. And then... <laughs> Psychops. And then the second best call is just this. Hyaluronic acid. Who is Scooter Braun? Hangs up. Okay. We got a lot of calls about his wife, Yael. At Yael on Instagram. Lindsay, you start this one. Ugh, we... What is going on? To be transparent, we like did this quickly and I cut it from the last episode. We did it on the Tuesday episode. Because it just it's didn't so feel right. like themy because it's all like Taylor Swift related. But I guess if I was like, okay, it's about Scooter Braun. Okay. So who is Scooter Braun? Right? Like I can make it about him. Sure. Scooter Braun, Scooter whose Braun. real name is Scott, FYI. Scott Braun. Hold Ava's great, great grandson. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> imagine. Somebody's car alarm's going off. I don't know if you can hear it. I saw a really funny tweet yesterday that was like... (laughs) What? And for our Patreon subscribers, we'll turn off air conditioning while we record. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I always turn it off and I'm sweating. Me too. So FYI, you guys are... Me too. Why do we have air conditioning in this room? Okay. I'm always hot in this room. Scooter Braun is maybe a who to you, but he's a big... He's a them in the music industry. He signed Justin Bieber... Um, he he signed uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, our queen. Mm-hmm. He is responsible for a lot of careers. Um, but not only did he like find and discover these people, he's very, very good at keeping his clients kind of like out of trouble or at least like mm-hmm. redeeming them because the idea he's is a manager. He, he basically he is a manager. I mean, he has his own yeah. company. He has his own like production company and all that stuff. But, you know, he also found Psy. He, he gave us Gangnam mm-hmm. Style, basically. Ooh. That's my Gudetama making a noise. Um, he found, he found, he found Sai. He found all these people, but he also manages their careers. And more, more yeah. recently, what, what's interesting about Scooter Braun is that Demi Lovato like got out of rehab and immediately signed with him in a very like, mm-hmm. this is the only person who can like handle my bullshit in a way, like my uh-huh. situation, because he did handle Justin Bieber slash like kind of take care of him through Justin yeah. Bieber's dark period. And now we see Justin like, Bieber out the other found side. him on YouTube and was like, I'm gonna make you a star, and he did. But he also stuck with him and dealt with him through his yeah. like bad boy phase, like, and I think mm-hmm. Justin Bieber was like stop it you're not my dad for like years to scooter Braun and he whatever there is an interesting um there's some profiles of him he's very mysterious on purpose so he's married to this woman named yael who has ya at yael on instagram i refuse to do any more information like any research about her but she's involved Mm -hmm. in this story because 
what happened was and I'm really gonna try and do long story short. Oh my god, shut up! I'm really gonna. Is that a good atama yeah, thing? Let me turn it off. It's your good atama tamagotchi. Yeah, I gotta turn it off. It's so annoying. I hate. Now I know why I hate these things. <laughs> the only thing you need to know about Yael is that she founded Fuck Cancer, that like awareness organization, fundraising organization. Oh, that's cool. That spreads awareness about cancer to millennials. Like millennials don't know about cancer? It's one of those efforts that like you can't really bemoan, but I'm sort of like, I don't understand the point. Sure. Okay. I don't know what it does, but move on. Long story short, I'm going to mention Taylor Swift as little as I can in this explanation. Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift is with this record company called Big Machine. They discovered her, meaning they gave her, they didn't maybe didn't discover her, but they gave her her first recording contract, right? So Taylor Swift's uh, longtime, the longtime guy who owns this record company is named Scott B. There's a Four, there's millions of Scots in this story. It's so confusing. Scott B is the guy who runs Big Machine. He's run it for a long mm-hmm. time. Taylor's dad, Scott Smith, Scott S, uh, Scott Swift. Oh, my God. Scott S is on the board of directors because he's a big investor. Is he on the board or is he in the, you know, there's many different. Is he on the board or yeah. is he in the like um, a shareholder? Scott Swift? He's not on the board. She releases a ton of music with them. She's obviously signed some contracts with them. They own her music. They own the rights to her music because that's the way that record labels work. It is it is rare to own your own music from early. It's especially the way that it works whenever you signed young yes. and you signed kind of a shitty contract. So she's on this record label. She decides she wants to leave the record label to a bigger record label called Universal. This is a big deal because she has been on this one for a long time. She wants like a bigger whatever. She's probably getting a crazy deal, et cetera, et cetera. She goes to Scott B and says, um, I want to leave the record label. They, according to him, so he, she she writes this long thing on Tumblr that's like, um, I lost the uh, control of my back music. I don't own it. And I was never offered to buy it, right? He writes on- I woke up and it was gone. He writes on his blog, which is kind of the counter to this, to her claim he has all these I texted you I emailed you I we were in contact you knew that if you left big machine for this new deal that you would lose control of your masters that is what would happen because I tried to give you a better deal so you would maintain control of your masters you decided not to do it you went with somebody else and that means you lose control of your music that's the first half of the story that's the first part then so she writes in her thing I feel like I have I had no idea that Scooter Braun this is now the third Scott Scott his name is Scott Scooter Braun comes in and makes a deal with big machine guy to get bought and essentially own that record label alongside Scott B or whatever so Scooter mm-hmm. Braun now by by like the way this has gone owns Taylor Swift's masters Scooter and Taylor have drama because Kanye West and Scooter Braun are good friends. I think he represents him as maybe a manager, some version of that. And Taylor Swift, as you know, hates Kanye West. And you thought she was over that. She's definitely not over that. That's what we're learning now. So she says, I feel like I have been betrayed. You know, I did not know that Scooter Braun was going to be owning my masters. That is so fucked up. I had no chance of getting them back. And Scott B, again, at Big Machine says, you knew that you would not own them. And I told you as a courtesy that Scooter and I were doing this deal. The timing of this, no one really knows how this happened. But they're like, Mm -hmm. you knew. And your father is on the board. So he had to have known because I had to get the sign off of the board. Then Taylor, then Tree Payne, who's Taylor's PR person, comes out and says, no, Scott was not present at that meeting. meeting. And it's like, how did he know not to come to that meeting? Like, there's this whole conversation. So everything. like, why wouldn't Scott have been present for the meeting? And even if he weren't present for the meeting, he would know about a decision that big. So the things that we don't know involve timing, right? Because Taylor Swift is like, I didn't know X. I didn't know Y. I didn't know Z. And Scooter B is like. Oh my God, I just realized I'm not Scooter Braun. Scott B. Scott B. Is like, you knew all these things because I told you and you decided, you made a decision to not be on this label. So you lost control and this is why. And that is the problem. And so what is happening now is Taylor Swift is saying, you know, as a feminist, as an artist, this is fucked up that I don't own my own work and blah, blah, blah. And how could you Mm -hmm. not side with someone who says that? She's appealing to very, you know, 
she's appealing to a specific crowd using this way to say, oh, you know, feel bad for me, feel bad for me. And then these men, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate, are coming up and saying, well, here are the receipts. Here's the tea. Here's what happened. And then you, you can't like put everyone against us. We've And also Scott B, right. who's like, not only did I sign you first, I've worked with you for a billion years. Like there is a reason why I own all your masters is because I worked on all this stuff with you and gave you or helped you get to the point and where you are so it's a very confusing situation but it's been really funny because when the when the drama starts all of the different music people and celebrities take sides and so you have people tracking like x unfollowed y like adele unfollowed taylor like adele but it's like so fake because none of these people followed each other in the first place so the big joke right now on twitter is like saying like you know, Oprah unfollowed Scooter Braun. It was like Oprah was not following Scooter Braun. (laughs) Like like that's that's a total misnomer. But you do have celebs coming out on Taylor Swift's side or not, you know, via liking posts on Instagram or speaking Mm -hmm. up specifically. Because I mean, I think like who did it recently? Like Demi Lovato came out and was like, she said Scooter's something against Todrick lovely. Hall. Like Todrick Hall was like, Scooter Braun is homophobic. Like, I know. And then Demi was like, okay, like, no, stop. Like, he's not. And so Well, Todrick yeah. Hall got involved, even though Todrick Hall had really should have stayed out of it. There was he really had no skin in the game. And no. then he steps in. And the moment he steps in, everyone started bringing up Todrick Hall drama that of course no one knew about in the past because no one They're cared. Like, Todrick, you and don't so pay your dancers. Todrick, you like, don't do this. And he's Todrick, like, you don't Ooh. pay your dancers. Todrick, you lie about people. Like Todrick, you don't you you stole money from someone. And he's like, no, I didn't. But it's like none of this would have happened had they not tried to come to Taylor Swift. But Swift's this is defense. because Taylor Swift inspires this behavior that is so mm-hmm. strange. She inspires this like us versus them loyalty mentality amongst people you, that know it's her. Trumpian. It's, That's exactly. It's, it's very Trumpian. weird. It's like Taylor Swift says, like, I have a problem. And then everyone who comes out on her side is like, I stand with Taylor. Like, how dare you know? And it's very like, yeah. it's very strange, the behavior. Yeah. By being public friends with her, you feel like you somehow owe her for the rest of your life. It's really weird. It's just this weird thing where she set up her friends to be tracked, their friendship to be tracked. Like by creating this group of like famous friends, now we're Mm -hmm. like somehow all obsessed with like the friendships that she made because Mm -hmm. it, because she put such an emphasis on them. She's a massive group of people that she has interacted with and been like, my best friend, my best friend, my best friend. It's like, of course I'm obsessed with being like, what happened to your best friend X? What happened to your best friend Y? You know? Yeah, exactly. And so whenever, because she had too many of them and they were so out and proud and public for so long, when you started noticing a lot of them dropping like flies, it was like, oh, something's weird here. Why did X and Y and Z people leave? Why did A, B, and C people stay? And like, how much more do they owe Taylor before they're allowed to back up She's like a mafia boss. She really is a mafia boss. It's really weird. It's very weird. So I don't even know. There are not that many. There are who's, but like, are they? I don't know. This is a pretty A-listy drama like I mean Scooter Braun is sort of a most people called asking like what's Scooter Braun's deal we've talked about him in the past I know that but it's like he's a really incredibly influential manager for this era of pop music like he changed the face of pop music in the 2010s he helped shape it the the thing that I kind of think about it's like there's two separate issues it's like whether or not Taylor is telling the truth or what her perspective is behind how the music got away from her and whether she was offered to buy it and what situation that would have been and whether she knew about Scooter Braun and when that came into play like these are separate mm-hmm. things because she's like wrapping them up into one issue where it's like Scooter Braun now owns my music that's fucked up he doesn't even like me you know what is going to happen to my music which fair you know like it suck if someone you hated like owned your music like that's a huge bummer but the question is like two different things it's like how did it happen what was the timeline also taylor is known to be somebody who loves to you know drum up lie or 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 not not tell the truth about stuff and then the receipts come and i don't know like it's just we're doing this all over again right yeah it's literally the exact it's same thing. Honestly, we've done. exhausting, as she says in her song. You sign a bad contract, and that's the pr- and that is and that's the main sympathy point here. 
it's like so many artists are like, oh my God, I stand with Taylor because I've also signed like a terrible contract from the beginning of my career to get in the door. And like now I don't own like half my music, right? Yeah. And that's sort of what that's sort of what the the email that Big Machine claims Taylor Swift wrote to her, or no, it was a text message. Where it was like, you know what? I've decided I could either fo- I could either focus on my past or focus yes. on my future. And you know me, I'm gonna focus on my yes. future. So it's like she had, according to these text messages, she had a, a, an acute awareness of like what this all meant for her, and she her, made and she the was decision. Happy to make the decision to focus on the 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 me era. So seemingly, um, what pissed her off and what where the disconnect is is not that Taylor Swift decided to give up her masters to Big Machine, is that Scooter Braun it came into Big Machine and now partially owns it. So that's what Taylor Swift claims that she didn't know what she's pissed about. Hey, Bobby and Lindsay, long time, long time. Um, okay, I sent you guys this on Instagram, but. I doubt you check your DMs on Instagram, so in case you didn't see it, the best, the best pregnancy announcement slash bon con I have ever seen in my life, Danielle, um, I want to say Fisher, but I don't know if that's right, but Casey from Orange is the New Black just announced that she's pregnant on Instagram, and the picture, she's like holding a clear blue pregnancy stick. And, like, you could see clear blue clearly. Like, it has to be fun. It is amazing. Please, please, please go look at it because it is just so funny. All right. Crunch, uh, crunch. My favorite thing about Danielle Brooks, it's Danielle Brooks, not Danielle Fisher. So I think she was confusing it with Danielle Fischel. Who is also pregnant. Who's also pregnant. <laughs> She's, like, about pregnant. to give birth. Yeah. Or she um, did give birth. So, she did give birth. She's pre- she gave birth. Oh, that's great. Good for her. So Danielle Brooks, who plays Tasty on Orange Is the New Black, as we said, who is um, like everyone in Orange Is the New Black, like a New York actor. She also did Broadway. She was in The Color Purple. We've talked about her before. She's in a Shakespeare production right now at Shakespeare in the Park. She's like a Juilliard student. Yeah. She's like, you know. So um, she announced her. Her pregnancy on Instagram. On Twitter, she just announced that she was pregnant. But on Instagram, the contract was, you know, that she got a contract to show off the Clear Blue sponsorship on Instagram. And she's holding up the Clear Blue thing. It's clear as day. Her face is out of focus. The pregnancy test is sharply focused. It says pregnant on the screen. Wow, what an easy to read screen. I love uh, these Clear Blue sponsorships. You they're what an everywhere. Easy to read screen. So clear blue, what's funny, also funny about this is that she's like She's, she's like nine months five pregnant. months pregnant <laughs> like she's like she waited to announce till she was five months in, which makes sense but then holding up the clear blue thing it's like did you just like keep this in a drawer till you were ready to like do the spawn like, it's just funny how she knew she was pregnant and then was like how do i announce this and then her someone and her team was like i could get you sponsored like i could get you a spawn for this reveal it's the uh, hilarious. It is really funny that she had to get this from somewhere else. Do you think Clear Blue has like um, testing or mock pregnancy tests so that they can just keep on all the time so that they can use them in photographs? Or did you think she actually had to dip it in pregnant pee? Can I be the first Clear Blue partner that holds up a one that says not pregnant? Like I like <laughs> why hasn't anyone done that yet? Like I'll I be smiling too. I'll hold up. I'll be like smiling, smart. like I'm not pregnant. Like thanks, Clear Blue. Like Clear Blue, Clear Blue, like not my partner, but Clear Blue, Blue is my partner. We can do like a photo shoot, and I throw you a party, like a not pregnant party. Yes. And you're like, thank you, Clear Blue, for making it so obvious. I'm telling you, like that should be. I mean, this is very sweet. We're in your apartment, and it's like I really don't have the space for a crib. <laughs> Wait, I like give a tour of my apartment to show how small it is, <laughs> like as the yeah, spot. Yeah, but actually, you have a you have a you have a big apartment. Thank you. you. Could probably fit but a crib. not for a child. <laughs> yeah, not for a child. Um, I do have a spare bedroom, but it's not big enough. The moment that child is walking, like it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, which is why you're happy that it's the not pregnant. But test. wouldn't that be incredible? Like that is so smart. I Lindsay. know. Like they're not. Look at you bringing up your your ad background. I'm just saying my brief time in advertising. But these clear blues are. This is like a popular spawn. Like remember Alexis Pina Vega? We were obsessed with them for a while. Her and her husband. Mm-hmm. They did it with their fourth child. Um, 
Emily Deraven as uh, from Honestly, Lost. Honestly, it's did lost it. the drama when it's it's lost the drama when it's the fourth child. <laughs> I mean, like I don't care. Jamie Presley did it for her second child. I mean, it's just oh my god, it, Jamie Presley's is amazing. She said, "Big news in our family. Desi's going to be a big brother times two. Get all the details in my interview with People link in bio." So she not only spawned, she linked in bioed for People magazine. Double the press, double the attention. And she got the money for the spawn. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Yeah, we really need we really need to use the not pregnant. We should do. Yeah, I need that clear blue. Call me. This is a way better. That's a really good piece of spawn. Yeah, thank you. God, more more of Danielle Brooks' pregnancy announcement, which she did on her stories. A second photo on her story saw the mom to be posing with her shirt pulled off to show up her baby bump, which she shared in which she shared she's 20 weeks pregnant. Um, in which she shared she's 20 weeks pregnant. Uh. And the caption on the story is, five months in, counting my blessings with clear results. Swipe up to make sure you're ready for your hashtag clear blue confirm moment. At clear blue, at clear blue confirm, at clear blue partner. And it's like, she didn't even try to go off script, you know? Like, that is, counting my blessings with clear results came out of an ad agency plus, like, two copywriters, like, uh, two creative directors, and then, like, client approval. This never went through her brain. I know. And, you know, on... Not unfortunately, but this is like a guaranteed press moment. Like she got so much press for this. Of course, Clear Clear Blue was mentioned each time. And like, you know, because it's a mixture of like somebody that people like is pregnant, but then also someone that people's she doesn't no one knows who her boyfriend is. He's like this kind of mysterious Mm -hmm. hunk and whatever. Did you see her? She changed her Instagram bio to be I predict I'm going to be a mommy. And then it was like the link goes to Clear Blue. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Good for her. Recently, she did a paid partnership with Oil of Olay, mm. and it's her in a tub, but she's in the tub with her towel on, Yeah, and she's holding up the Olay. Normal. And it says, I'm doing something wild to get ready for a huge photo shoot. For the next two weeks, I will only be using the At Olay Body Ribbons Plus to cleanse and moisturize my skin. What? And I was like, that's so... Because f- it's accidentally transparent about how this works, that she's going to throw that fucking thing in the trash after two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like the... Mo- you for the last two the check weeks, clears. I'm using this soap, and as soon as this this thing is done, I'm back to whatever bar soap or like whatever she's yeah, using it's like, before. It's like Julianne Moore and he's like Nicole Kidman being like, oh, "I love Jergens," and it's like, "Bitch, <laughs> you love Jergens when you are on the Jergens set." I mean, same, honestly. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet, and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com slash sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Okay, right now we're going to play a game of who or them. Rapid Fire... We got a long list. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick some random ones. Here we go. Hi, is the black eyed peas a who or a them? Thanks. One, two, three. Them. them. The group and the bean. <laughs> I think. The pea, you mean. Well, it's technically a bean, I think. Oh my god. I okay. had a really good black eyed pea hummus. Incredible. Like two weeks ago. It was so good. Incredible. Does your does anyone in your family make you eat black eyed peas on New Year's? That is my not a, a my family thing. thing. That's this other thing. Yeah. Southern thing. Yeah. My dad's always like, "Did you eat black eyed peas?" I was like, "Yeah." But I have eaten I black eyed peas. They're so good. Yeah, I used great. to hate black eyed peas. I used to think they were disgusting, and now I fucking love them. Okay. Because you're old. Trevor Noah, who are them? One, two, three. 
them. them. I kind of feel like he's now a them. Because we've done this before. That's why I want to do this. He was a who. He was a he's who a and now he's a them. I'm I'm not like, I don't care about it. I don't really want to think about it. But like he is for sure. He is. He's really like come out of his like everybody like didn't like him and thought he wasn't. People like him. And, and now it's one of those things. I think he's been on TV for so long at this point that it's just like, well, that's him. Yeah. He's that guy. on. He's Daily Show guy. Remember his bad tweets? That was like... Oh, they were terrible. But it's sort of one of the things where it's like, uh, if you can weather the storm, you're going to be fine. And he weathered the storm. He did. He did. Mini driver. Who or them? One, two, three. Who? Who? Like, but used to be a them. But like, is a who now? Which is fine, but... I think she's very mysterious now. She had that ABC show that I think was canceled, but everyone loved it. She keeps coming up for me. You know, she dated Chris Angel. Oh, she, she did. They were almost engaged. Yeah, but then he left her for Cameron Diaz. Isn't that insane? Did he actually leave her or was it just an act? <laughs> like, magic. surprise, I didn't actually. Um, Wait, the other thing about Mini Driver is, remember sorry, she was. What year, what year did Chris Angel leave Mini Driver for Cameron Diaz? Google was that like 2001? Cameron Diaz, Chris Angel, and you will find the Daily Mail article that co- corresponds with this. Another fun fact about Mini Driver, which is honestly bleak. Do you remember when she was dumped by Matt Damon on Oprah? Like, live on Oprah? I didn't know that this happened until recently. It happened. I didn't know that this happened. It was a big deal. Also, Cameron Diaz and Chris Angel found love in Las Vegas in 2007. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Bad year, 2007. That's a cursed year for sure. Cursed year, 2007. Honestly, 2008, a little cursed. All the 2000s have been cursed. Yeah, they're bad. They're all bad. Lindsay and Bobby. Renee Brown. Who or that? Punch crunch me in Greece. One, two, three. Who? Who? Like, I don't, I don't really know her yet. I think like mom them. I mean, a huge them, but also like not quite in the public conscious yet. Yeah. Don't you think? It's like a very specific kind of white lady knows who Brene Brown is. I honestly didn't until somebody no, was I think like. It's, I think it's you's older. Yeah. I didn't know about her until Wine Country. Literally the scene in Wine Country where they fi- where they see Brene Brown next to them. And I was like, is this a real person? Yeah, and like I, I thought that was a was joke. Like, oh. I was like, this yeah. is a bad joke. This is like someone who they because just made up. she was up. such a bad actress that I was like, oh, this is a person playing herself. Like I can right. tell, but I don't know who this it person must be. is. I mean, she's like, she's the Marion Williamson of 2000. <laughs> <laughs> but she's kidding. sort of a mixture of, isn't she like a sort of, there's a Susie Orman element in there too. Oh, yeah, because no, there's a lot of financial she's advice. She's like very Shark Tanky in her yeah. vibe those women like and then positive, also meets oprah meets lady, like you can do it yeah girl wash your, your face or whatever that but it's not is. quite as life coachy as like a ianla um i honestly don't know i really don't know anything about her hi you weekly it's twelve thirty on a tuesday and i just have to know is cottage cheese a who or a them crunch crunch who are them one two Three. Them. Them. What are you talking about? I love cottage cheese. This who is rude. Who would call cottage cheese a who? On, on the count of three, name your favorite cottage cheese brand. One, two, three. Good, good culture. culture. <laughs> but if I can't get good culture, I settle for friendship 4%. Oh, good yeah. Good culture, sponsor us. Good culture, please send me a box covered in dry ice of like, oh, send me a pallet. Just drop it send off on the street in front of my house. me a tub of cottage cheese. I, I will, will swim in it. I will literally dump everything else out of my fridge and fill it with good culture. Sorry, I can't put the seltzer in my fridge. I have, it's filled with cottage cheese. Hey, seltzer, you can keep room temp. Cottage cheese, you can't keep room temp. You're so right, Bobby. You're so right. You know what would even be more right? Good culture sponsoring us. Hi, who weekly? First time, first time. Um, I just wanted to ask because I love her so much and I'm on my way to 30 and I don't know if kids these days know who she is, but is Enya a who or a them? Crunch, crunch. Good form, Bella Thorne. One, two, three, them. Them. Of course, one name. We all know Enya. Everyone knows Enya. Gender reveal parties. Who are them? One, two, three, Who? who? Them with who tendencies, but I also think that gender reveals are going away. You think so? You think they're yeah. becoming whoier? I think they're becoming sort of passe. And this doesn't even really have anything to do with like the the, the politics around gender and like gender assigning. Well, I that's think it's just one like, of the reasons. It was a trend. I think people are like, wait, why am I doing this? 
I'm just saying, I feel like there are woke reasons it's going away, but I also feel like there are just very practical unwoke reasons it's going away, which is that like everyone's doing this now. I don't feel like this is trendy anymore. You know, it's a very, it's a very weird thing to become popular in 2018, 19. Don't you yeah. think? Like it's yeah. almost yeah. weirdly the backlash to like the gender conversation, which is like, mm-hmm. oh, everybody's talking about how like gender is fluid and doesn't matter, and like whatever and we're then the backlash that was like we're gonna have specific parties in which we reveal like what the gender of the baby is like that's the whole point of it does not feel so oh you don't like talking about gender binaries and you hate guns well guess what i'm gonna reveal my baby's gender with a fucking gun shooting a balloon maybe we're reading into it a little bit maybe we are but there's definitely like something so strange about gender reveals being popular today now in our current time and I think even people who are like very hellbent on the gender binary and uh, gender assigned at birth only are even getting a little tired of it. I, but I, I don't know. I've just been seeing it less and less on people. This is anecdotal. I've been seeing gender reveals less and less on people.com. You think so? I don't believe this couple's gender reveal. That's yeah. I haven't seen that in a it's long, less, long, long, long It's time. less on trend. Maybe they've just run out of ways to reveal. <laughs> Maybe we've run out of ways to reveal. Um, okay, last one. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I had a very weird encounter at Kroger not too long ago. Like a fully grown adult man approached me asking for help finding what a mango looked like. He was trying to buy mangoes for his girlfriend. Just like picking up pomegranates and I was like, is this a mango? So my question for you is, are mangoes a who? Thanks. Greece. Before we get started, Kroger who? <laughs> Regional them. Kroger who? <laughs> yeah. Did you have Kroger's in Mass? No. Yeah. Maybe yeah, not. Couple, maybe not, my, not, my, in, not in my Mass. We had a couple of them in Texas. But, Kroger. Um, mangoes, absolutely thems. That guy is a dumbass. <laughs> I just love this story. It's like, am I nuts? Are mangoes who's? No, they're thems. You're, that guy's weird. Also, I got to get I got to get mangoes for my girlfriend. For my girlfriend. I'm I'm saying I I and I'm specifically calling him a dumbass not because he doesn't know what a mango is. Who among us hasn't been in a produce section where it's like you're looking at a recipe and it's like what is a scamp? Like what? I have to get scamps? I don't know what that is. What Google is it. You have a phone. What is a scamp? But also just Why being wouldn't like he Google my it? girlfriend wants me to buy mangoes. Like I don't know what they are. <laughs> my, girlfriend. <laughs> my girlfriend wants me to bring home mangoes. Can you help me, miss? Ugh, what a fucking nightmare. Disgusting. What a and nightmare. Anyways. You know what's a dream though? The end of this episode. That's over. The end of this episode. So Thank you for listening to Who's There. Thank you for listening to Who Weekly. Thank you to Lena Dunham for calling in while she was in Wales. Me in Wales. Um, <laughs> Lena in Wales. Me in Greece. Lena in Wales. <laughs> That's good. It's Lena not, in Wales. but okay. <laughs> Me in Greece. Lena in Wales. Uh, um, thank you for leaving your reviews on iTunes. Thank you for... We love it when you leave the reviews on Apple Podcasts. We love it when you support our Patreon, <gasps> patreon.com slash Weekly. We love it when you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And most of all, we love it when you call 619-WHO-THEM and leave questions, comments, concerns, and hot goss. And uh, with that, we will see you on Tuesday. Have a great holiday weekend. Happy if July you celebrate 4th it. Um, weekend. And that's it. Although July 4th was yesterday. Happy July still, 4th You're still out and about. Weekend. You're still out and about. <laughs> Bye. Hey. 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 Judge is tweeting about Lil Nas X. I thought I'd call in instead of screaming into the void. Crunch, crunch.